umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 hello welcome to the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with andy anderson we're going to cover the news that is been surrounding the michigan football program first well it's official greg madison has left al washington has left kind of a, a body blow we talked about it in the last podcast you know, I think it's all, it's more about recruiting than anything. you got to give Ohio State credit. They took away two of our best recruiters for the state of Ohio. And Harbaugh has now moved. And, uh, you know, Andy, I, I think the biggest surprise is bringing on Josh Gaddis for reportedly a three-year deal for just shy of $3 million to be an official offensive coordinator, which is one of the things that a lot of people – Wondered about, uh, you know, the with Pep Hamilton and Harbaugh and, and you know, wondered. We, there was a lot of questions on how that was going to be sorted out. At least on its face, this looks like Josh Gaddis is coming in and he's going to be the guy. What do you think? Well, I think he is uh, going to be the guy. And he's got a good background. He was a co-coordinator, mainly in charge of receiving receivers at Alabama. He's got good experience. He's been all over. He's been at Penn State, uh, several places. So I've heard people say, however, a lot of on the Internet, say that now we've made a true step up in our recruiting, in, in our coaching ability. And that may or may not be true. I think that remains to be seen. I know that Greg Madison will be missed both as a personality, as a human being, as a man, and as a damn good coach because he really put out, produced offensive linemen for Michigan, a defensive lineman for Michigan over a long period of time. And I'm still uh, sorry that he left, and we'll see if these other guys are as good as what they've replaced. But it looks like they might be going in a little different direction, both offensively and defensively. And I do think that they have some problems they have to heal. We have to be able to, uh, uh, we have to be versatile enough to win a zone as desired and necessary to win that we have it and can do it. We know what we're doing with it. And on offense, they have to use the receiving core more. They get they rebuild the passing game. And they also have to establish this year another running game. They're really short of backs. They haven't got a big stable of running backs. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Well, one of the things that's made Josh Gaddis pretty popular already is he tweeted yesterday his building blocks for Michigan offensively. One, be explosive. Two, protect the football and who has it. Three, be aggressive and score. And you have to believe that that is something after kind of a Michigan's anemic offense in the last two games, you know, the, the Chick-fil-A Bowl versus Florida and the game down in Columbus versus Ohio State where the offense was kind of, shall we say, anemic at best. Um, it, was, it was good to see, uh, you know, somebody saying that, you know, they want to be explosive and attack. So, again... This is the off season. Every team wins the off season, and uh, it, it is a, a positive 
uh, I think, thing to see. You know, and Andy, you know, you, you were talking about Greg Madison. I, I think he was a great coach. Um, I, I still have kind of a bitter taste in my mouth with him leaving to go to Ohio State. But Who doesn't? But, you know, that that's I did, the thing. I did, when he, I did when he left before to go to Notre Dame. I didn't like that either. You know, the thing is, is uh, we'll get to match up with him on the field. And I think we both agree that with Ohio State being played at Michigan Stadium next year, it's going to be imperative for Michigan to win, um, for Harbaugh to get that first win over Ohio State at home. And, uh, you know, remember what happened the last time Madison left? Michigan followed up with a, a national championship season. So uh, let's hope that uh, that's hopefully uh, we'll have a similar similar uh, result this year. Um, you know, there was another coach hired. Um, and, again, you know, uh, Coach Brown reached back and uh, went through uh, his network and, and hired Anthony Campanelli. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, last year he, he coached safeties and he's a former linebacker, but yeah. right now the, it's not really clear. You know, we went from kind of a muddled coaching situation on offense to um, now we kind of have a muddled situation, at least temporarily on defense. We know that Don Brown's the defensive coordinator. Um, we're not sure exactly what Anthony Campanelli is going to do. And, you know, there's one open coaching slot and it might be defensive line or you know there are rumors that pep hamilton has has interviewed a few places um with the addition of gaddis you do have to wonder exactly where pep fits in um and again you know yeah there are people who've criticized him but again i i don't know if the criticism is more toward hamilton or more toward harbaugh's collaborative collaborative um collaborative method to calling plays, you know. Uh right. Was was right. Hamilton really the problem or, or whoever? I mean I think I think what I'm hoping with Gaddis that we know that we, we know where the buck stops. Yes. Uh, there there were several things wrong with that offense and one of them is that they don't have any kind of hurry up offense, any kind of quick offense that they can use other than a two-minute drill. And when the two-minute drill is not appropriate, they don't have a thing to go to, and they've got to develop that. They've got to change their speeds. They've got to have a a fast, quick snap deal, and uh, uh, they need an addition to to their arsenal. they got to get something like that. And, of course, game management at times was bad last year, and I don't know who to blame them that on but, but Harbaugh. Well, exactly. We know ultimately the buck stops with him. And yeah. you do have to wonder, I mean, you know, last year, meaning the season before this one, okay, that just ended, Michigan mm-hmm. was very disappointing, and Harbaugh really um, re-engineered his staff and came back a lot better. Not good enough, not good enough against Ohio State, not good enough against Florida. But it is interesting that a lot of the changes he made in last offseason, you know, were good. I think the question we yeah, have sure. is... They, for the first time in a while, in a couple of while, they had a decent running game at times. Not against the better teams, though. 
Well, and I think that's one of the things I'm wondering is, you know, we talked about all year about how great the wide receivers looked, but really we never really leaned on them in a major way. And I think um, a lot of people expected that against Ohio State. That was a vulnerability that they had shown in previous games, and, and we never were really able to really take advantage of it. And, you know, you headed in the bowl game hoping you were really going to, you know, let the offense hang out and be aggressive, and okay. it seemed to be, uh, you know, the opposite. So it'll yeah, be interesting. More it will be interesting. Yeah. I like what I've seen from Gaddis, you know, looking at what he's done. Of course, it, it's a little easier to do it when you're at Alabama. You have a uh, an embarrassment of riches talent-wise, um, and as great as... And the, and the responsibility wasn't wholly his either for the office. Shared that with another guy. Yep, so uh, it'll be interesting here how, how much responsibility he has. But again, it's the off season. We're all hopeful, and at least after the uh, the stunning blows of Madison and Washington leaving, we have a, we have a, a something good to uh, um, you know to hang our hat on. Um, so again, yeah. um, definitely, I think some more changes to come. I do think it's funny though. I keep thinking back to Harbaugh's very brief press conference after the Chick Fil A Bowl, where. He answered emphatically that he did not expect any changes on his staff, and um, boy, we had some big changes, and and who knows, <laughs> we may even have more. Yeah, well, they're they're needed. Something somebody has to give them a shot of something to to get them going because things ended on a sour note for the second year in a row. Um, they had all the cards lined up, but somebody blew a wind into their house of cards and it came tumbling down in those last two games. They can be ashamed of those two games. The rest of the season, the 10 wins was wonderful, but those two games, they can be ashamed of them and they should be ashamed of them and they should remember them and try to repair that. You know, you mentioned last time we talked that Brown dreamt about uh, Penn State game for all year long. Well, this time he can dream about Ohio State because uh, it turned out to be a nightmare. Well, and we very rarely talk about pro football, but I do think we have to congratulate Tom Brady on heading to his eighth straight AFC championship game. And, uh, Isn't you know, that great? Yeah, everybody keeps waiting for the wheels to fall off the Patriots. And, and the thing about it is, you know, someday they will. But not today. Yes. And uh, no, no. I do, you know, again, we, you know, got to give a nod to Tom Brady and, uh, and wish him well. Um, you know, another thing we don't talk about too often is Michigan basketball, but they made news this weekend. It, really, really, this is a unique effort. They the set a record 17 in a row hadn't been done before. And, you know, I, I joke with everybody whenever they ask me about how basketball is doing. I say, well, you know, we've always been a basketball school. It's nice to, to have one program uh, dominating, even if uh, football is a little bruised in the wake of what happened in the bowl game in Ohio State. You know, Andy, I don't think you can say enough about what Beeline has done for Michigan basketball. And, and Beeline is a good example a uh, good example for Harbaugh too, in that that he can change 
change the water on the minis by emphasizing defense and getting a combination of defense plus offense and working that. And that was a big change for him to bring in people that could uh, coach defense, and he lets them coach it, and they're doing well. They're going to lose some games. I don't think they'll go through the thing undefeated, and they'll probably lose one soon. That Wisconsin game that is looming uh, seems like a, it's all, to go up there and win is a tough situation. But Beeline is a good example of a coach, and uh, when he was first here, nobody went from bum to good coach and back to bum as quick as he did with every win and loss. They said he couldn't recruit. He can recruit. In fact, he can do it better than many of the others. And he can change change his style when he has to and when it's going to pay off. Great man, great coach, great accomplishment this year if they don't do another thing. Of course, we think they will. Definitely. And again, you know, you mentioned it. Not that I'm hoping they lose a game, but, you know, I think the, you know, we've seen this in, in, in other sports and other teams where the pressure of trying to remain undefeated when really it's about what you do in the tournament, you know, the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'd almost, almost, I wouldn't mind if they lost the game, as you said, here or there now. And uh, I think it takes before that- before Michigan State because I that that would you know, in 2013 they they went to 16 wins and lost a game and it didn't destroy the season they went on to play in the championship game so good things can happen even if you got a loss or two they did in that year another thing that's remarkable about this year in the basketball is that they are such a together team so early in the year. Last year, they didn't develop until the very last part of the season and into the Big Ten tournament. And from there on, it was gangbusters. They, they went ahead and, and won and won and won. All things that I didn't think they were going to do. I thought they were a lousy team at the start of last year. They haven't been that at the start of this year. We'll see which is better. So we've talked about the good. Michigan sports also had something a little embarrassing happen this weekend, and that is the hiring and almost immediate firing of uh, a consultant for the gymnastics team. And, you know, Andy, um, it, it really disappointed me. It disappointed me when I heard that they had hired a coach um, who had uh, been caught up in the Nasser scandal. And, and just to be clear, um, the coach's okay, name Okay, was... now, now um, she really wasn't a coach. She was a consulting... A con- she, had a con- she had a consulting relationship with gymnastics, which, which means she didn't have as serious involvement as if she was really a coach. But still, I think this was a ward manual mistake. The minute I read that, that they had done that, I thought to myself, why did they do that? That doesn't uh, compute. Well, and, and, and again, you know, as, you know, to kind of put out the facts, um, you know, Rhonda, you know, and we're saying it fine, um, had 
worked for USA Gymnastics, and one of the uh, several of the gymnasts who had had problems with Nasser had reported to her, and there was some time before that was reported on to the authorities. And um, you know, being in um, Indiana, there is a state law where uh, if you are an adult and you hear about potential child abuse, you have to report it immediately. So, so let's be clear. There are a lot of people kind of making excuses for, her. and first of all, that is a very clear violation of the law, and you know that was a mistake. So, yes. Then you have her brought on as a consultant here for Michigan Gymnastics, and again, Michigan Gymnastics is great. Okay, they, you know, they're, it, it's not a a lower tier program. You know, I I don't think her going to Michigan was was a step down. Okay. And it's not like the program needed needed a boost, right? So she gets brought yeah. in as a consultant. And, and again, let's not forget that Michigan Gymnastics lost an assistant coach just a month or two ago and where, exactly. a, co- where a coach was caught in an inappropriate relationship with a gymnast. So understand yeah. that any, anything that happens in the wake of that is going to have a high amount of scrutiny. And then you hire somebody who is, you know, again, at least, you know, in the periphery of the, the Nasser situation, um, you know, did some questionable things. It's just a bad look. And thankfully, this is one of the times where, you know, Michigan fans and, and people reacted on social media and the, uh, you know, the regions got involved and, um, it was immediately rescinded, but but I agree with you, Andy. I think Ward Manuel made a mistake here. I, I don't yes, know what I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I can't. And then you know the other thing about this is that it wasn't really announced until after someone noticed she was with the team, right? So right, the whole way that this was handled, you know, again, if if you're a lower tier program and 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 you're getting a great coach, right? And and you're getting kind of a bargain, right? Because because they yeah. got bruised somewhere else. I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand. But I I have no sympathy for this. And again, I think it's it's one of the first big mistakes I've seen Ward Manuel make. And again, they fixed it, but they fixed it because enough people you know, again, when you get the regents putting out statements that, that they should fire you the bet. person, um you know, th- that pretty quickly is, is going to happen, you know. so Contrary to the Board of Trustees of Michigan State, these regions seem to know what to stand for. And they did something, and I appreciate that. Well, and you know, the other thing is, again, there, I was actually surprised. There's there's a fair amount of people uh, making excuses for her. And, and, you know, I think we have to remember here, you know, there's I, I've heard the argument made, well, you got to let people work. Well, you know, there's a lot of jobs you can do. Right. You don't get to pick your job. If you've been in a situation where you made some mistakes working with young people, you know, you don't always get another a second chance. And I don't I don't necessarily feel bad for I don't. There's a lot of jobs out there. Um, And again, you know, if if this is what it takes for the next time there's a there's a situation like Nasser for the people who are involved and know about it to to know that there are personal, professional, and legal ramifications, and they they need to report, and if anything, over-report, then I think that, that that's what needs to happen. So I'm, I'm, again, disappointed that Michigan hired her, 
um, encouraged yeah, that, that they cleaned up the situation. And, and again, very, very disappointed with the thing overall. Well, the Daily did a lot of their work. They worked over the weekend on this thing and uh, a lot of the leg work. They, the Daily used this influence and came out with the facts. And uh, they're the ones that uh, really stuck the nail in, in the coffin on that. Uh, you know, I haven't always in the past agreed with everything the Daily did, but this time I think I have to give them credit. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.